Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. My name is Jeffrey Zakarian, and you're listening to Four Courses with Jeffrey Zakarian from iHeartRadio. In Four Courses, I'll be taking you along for the ride while I talk with the top talent of our time. In each of these conversations, I focus on four different areas from my guest's life and career. And during those four courses, I'm going to dig deep and uncover new insights and inspirations that we can all use to fuel ourselves to push forward. My guest for this episode sold out of her famous lipstick on the very first day in Bergdorf Goodman. She has been an innovator for setting makeup trends since the 80s when she rejected the extreme styles coming from the likes of Madonna for a more natural look. And her massive success has inspired countless business around the globe. Without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with makeup artist, author, and wellness entrepreneur, Bobby Brown. How are you, Bobby? I'm great, how are you? I'm very good. For my first course, Bobby explains how she stubbornly found her career focus without being distracted by the traditional collegiate path. So where did, I mean, you, I, you went to a few universities. You tended, you bounced around a bit before finding Emerson, but what did you find in the universities? What didn't challenge you? What, why did you bounce around so much? Well, I graduated high school early, which is kind of amazing. And to follow a boyfriend to the University of Wisconsin at Oshkosh, not in Madison, I did that for a semester. And then all of my friends from Chicago either went to University of Arizona or Boulder, and I went to University of Arizona. And it was really fun. It was the 70s. And I came home at the end of the year and told my mom, I want to drop out. I don't want to go to school. And she said, you can't. You need a degree. I'm like, but mom. I'm not interested. You know, I didn't 
really understand who I was at the time. I thought everything was boring. <laughs> like most parents say, what are you going to do to make money? My mom said, forget what you want to do with your career. If today's your birthday, you could do anything you want to do. What would you want to do? I could have said, go to Paris. I could have said, go to a nice restaurant. I said, I want to go to Marshall Fields and play with makeup. She said, well, why don't you be a makeup artist? Mom, I don't want to go to beauty school. She said, I am sure there's a college somewhere. Someone told me about Emerson. I flew up to Boston with my transcripts literally three days before it started. I saw the Magic Pan Cafe, you know, this restaurant sitting outside. I had never seen that before in Chicago. And I went to Emerson because of Newberry Street and the Magic Pan Cafe. You know, that's amazing. Newberry Street, you know, is my good friend Alan Bilzerian has a store there. And I remember going there all the time. And I, I know the Magic Pan because I'm from Massachusetts. So what age, uh-huh. and what age did you actually enter Emerson? Is it, was it, were you 17? I was, no, I was probably 18. 18, okay. Really, it was my sophomore year. You know, it was my sophomore year I entered. So, yeah, and by the way, the reason I went there, they didn't have a makeup program. They had something called an interdisciplinary major. I still don't know what that means, but it basically meant that I could make up my own major. Wow. And I did. I made up my major. It was, you know, makeup art. I wanted, I majored in makeup artistry with a minor in photography. I had to find the teachers that were able to teach me things. I had to put together my things. Now they call it entrepreneurship. But, you know, what is entrepreneurship? It's making shit up. No kidding. I made shit up. Yeah. God, I read that you landed in New York in 1980, and I landed in 81, and I didn't know what I was doing. But what, you were like 20, 21 when you landed in 19... I mean, what New York in the early 80s was something very different than what you were used to. It was very yeah, dangerous. Right. But God, it was exciting. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the danger. Yeah, because you're 20. Yeah, I remember, you know, my studio apartment in the, in the West Village. I lived with my boyfriend at the time. My dad for my uh, graduation gift, paid my rent for a year, which was $500 a month. And I went looking for a waitressing job one day. No one hired me. And I said, the hell with this. So I took out the yellow pages and I looked up modeling agencies. I looked up makeup artist union. I, you know, I just started, they didn't have Google. So I used the yellow pages and I started going to people and saying, I want to do this. How do I do it? And somehow I figured it out. I ended up, you know, with a mini portfolio and a modeling agency that would send me on, you know, these freebie go-sees. I would do makeup on the models and I would get paid in a picture. And I started to meet people. Now it's called networking. You know, I put together a portfolio with one goal, which was to have a Vogue cover. And it took me seven years, but I did get the Vogue cover, which meant I did makeup on a model for the cover of Vogue. Wow. So you, it, it sounds so, I mean, oh my God, I mean, seven years. So you, what did you, I mean, I, I guess remembering New York right now for myself, it was like, I remember it was the Madonna look, right? That was sort of what it was yeah. back then. Oh it yeah. I have pictures where I look like Madonna and, and Madonna used to be in my exercise class. Yeah. Like I used oh, to she, go to these exercise yeah. classes and Madonna was front row center and it was like crazy. She was living in New York life then. And I remember when the, I opened the Royalton Hotel, she was there all the time. And it, MTV had just started. So she was literally like on fire. 
But what do you mean you opened the Royalton Hotel? You had just moved to New York and all of a sudden you're opening a Royalton Hotel? No, in 87. So she uh-huh. would, she had gotten okay. really big, 84 was MTV and she's gotten her thing, but she was all over New York up until then. And I remember, I definitely remember the makeup and it was so different than it is now. Yeah. That it was almost, it was almost garish. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Honestly, it was, it was awful. And so- Were you doing what you want to do at Vogue or were you doing what Vogue was telling you to do? Well, so by the time I got to Vogue, I did what I wanted to. But the process before that is I would start to get hired for magazines and I would go in and I remember doing a cover of British Cosmopolitan with Jerry Hall, you know, and trying to make her look like a cover girl. And I, and when we finished, she said, thank you very much. Do you mind? Can I have that mirror? And she redid her entire face because I tried to do what makeup was popular at the time, which was contouring, overlining mm-hmm. lips, just doing all these things that I didn't actually think looked good, but it was what was popular. So I started to be hired for these jobs and I started literally putting makeup on people so they just looked better. That's it, it was a crazy concept. And, you know, people said to me, well, you're never going to work if you can't do this ma- other kind of makeup. You know, I would always ask these big makeup artists, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And they would always tell me that you're not going to work because no one wants that kind of makeup. Who were the other people that were like, you were like, wow, that's a great makeup artist. Who are the big three at that time? Yeah. Well, let's see. There was, you know, there was a guy named Rick Gillette. There was a guy, Alberta Falva. There was... You know, way bandy. There was, you know, so many people. I didn't emulate any of them because I couldn't do that makeup. I don't think I was either talented enough to do that, nor did I want to get better in that direction. Not that I even thought about it. And I just started looking at images that I thought the people looked great, and I tried to emulate the makeup. And most of the things that looked good was good lighting, by the way. Of course, everything is lighting, especially in a, in a restaurant. Everything is lighting. So you were going for, I would say, something more natural. So when did the light go off? Someone must have said some famous model, which said, "You know what? This is this is much cooler than the shit you're trying to make me wear." When did that happen? Well, I started to get hired by people like Bruce Weber, who wanted the the models to look like they had no makeup at all. And so I would go in the back and I would, you know, I was a makeup artist. I was this young kid that wanted to do this. So I used makeup where he couldn't tell that I actually put it on them. And, you know, he just kept saying, oh my God, it's so amazing. It's so beautiful. So I started to get very encouraged that this was good. And then I started to get hired by other people that liked what was happening. And I became you know, the it makeup artist at the moment that people, fashion shows and magazines and all sorts of things. And I was traveling a lot and had this really interesting, fun career, you know, before I had an idea for a lipstick. One lipstick, I believe it was in 91. Mm-hmm. And to describe, like, I, like everybody also asked me, like, how do I get on QVC? I have this idea. I'm like, <laughs> it's just... It doesn't work like that, and I don't want to withhold information, but I don't want to make shit up. Right. So let me hear the real, the rough and tumble of getting one product to someone who might believe it, to like finding out it works, to them being overwhelmed. Right. Well, I never knew that you're supposed to do any of these things. I am honestly (laughs) the most naive person. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. 
So, you know, I just, I was always mixing and blending the, the, the bad makeup that was on the market. It was not easy doing natural makeup back in the 80s because the makeup was not good. But because I was a makeup artist with this vision, I'd mush things together. I'd mix them and I'd create the colors I wanted. I hated lipstick. I just, I wasn't a lipstick person, but I wanted something that looked like lips. So I would take a taupe pencil and a little cream blush and I'd smush it together. And then one day I was at a shoot and I I talked to everybody because I find people really interesting and nice. And I said to the chemist, I said, I have this idea. And he said, oh, I could make it for you. And I said, I'm looking for, I want to make a lipstick that doesn't smell bad, shouldn't be greasy, shouldn't be dry. It should look like lips. And he said, oh, I can make it for you. So we back and forth a few times. I got it. And I'm like, oh my God, people are going to love this. People are going to want to buy this. Why don't I sell it? You know, so I thought, oh, I'll just start selling this, you know, grocery money. You know, I was 31 years old, had a new baby. And then I realized not everyone wants that same color I want and people have different color lips. So I created 10 different colors. We had a little business. He supplied the lipsticks. I told people about them. I shipped them out. I didn't know what marketing or PR was. I didn't know what anything was. And I'd put them in envelopes. My husband would mail them at the post office. And he would. the chemist would get $750. I would get $750. It was a deal. I had no money in. And then one day I told my friend about it. I was having lunch with And she said, why don't I write about it? She was the beauty editor at Glamour Magazine. Why would you want to write about this? She wrote about it. I probably put my home phone number in because I didn't have anything else. We got bombarded and we had a little mini business. My sister-in-law even had to come down to do the books after a while from South Jersey. And then one day I was at a party in New York City, a very fancy Upper East Side party, and I thanked the hostess who invited me, and I said, I'm Bobby, you know, and I said, what do you do? She said, I'm the cosmetics buyer at Bergdorf Goodman. I said, oh. (laughs) And it's not like I pitched her. I just said, oh, I'm working on this lipstick line, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, my God, we should take it. And that's how I got into Bergdorf Goodman. Well, let me tell, let me ask a couple of questions. So when you're, when you're mixing and smooshing things together and you're telling me in 1991, there was no real good colors and no taupe and natural colors at all. No. So who was the leader? Was it, who was selling lipstick at the time? Oh, oh yeah. Estee Lauder was big, Chanel, Lancome, you know, those were the big guys. There were no other companies, But because I didn't like their makeup, I would always shop in theatrical makeup stores or ethnic makeup stores. You know, you can go to like some pharmacies in funky neighborhoods and find these really cool tones that I never saw before that I could still mix and blend. So, so where is this stuff? What, what is a lipstick? I mean, what, what are you looking for in a lipstick? Like when, what, what is it made out of? I mean, it should be good, right? You put on your face. Well, back then we didn't know from chemicals or clean or anything. We didn't know, you know, we didn't know good or bad. I just knew that I didn't like the textures. They were, you know, I always had to mattify all the lipsticks down and blot them off. I didn't, I personally didn't like gooey or glossy or Mm -hmm. frosted. So I wanted it creamy, not dry. And, you know, so it wasn't on the market. At least I couldn't find what I wanted when I started. I'm just fascinated that there was these three giants and that nobody would say, listen, we need to create something more muted, more 
fashion forward. I mean, more better, right? No. More better, anything. I'm shocked. But Jeffrey, they weren't make they weren't makeup artists. The people that really created these big companies were marketers. They were, mm-hmm. you know, Harvard MBAs. They were brilliant minds, but they weren't makeup artists. So when I finally came out with this, the whole you know, our whole marketing was finally a, a makeup line designed by a makeup artist. It's incredible. So you really just flew literally by the seat of your pants. I still do. You, <laughs> I do. <laughs> you went to reach for a, a, bake, a lipstick. It wasn't there to your liking. So you mashed two together and told a guy at Kiehl's, this is, can you have this? And he said, no, but I can make it. And that was basically it. Yeah, that was the start of it. But just like any entrepreneur and just like you, mm-hmm. you just don't just, okay, that was it. And then I went and, you know, bought a boat. No, it's like <laughs> every day of my life, the angst that comes with, you know, having these, things, I always think they could be better. I all, you know, I'm never satisfied. No, that could be better. That should be this. That should be this. That's what drives me. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. For my second course, Bobby tells me stories from the growth of her business, from selling out products while raising two young children to becoming part of the massive company that is Estee Lauder. You sold it at Bergdorf, I think it was 1991. Mm-hmm. And the first day... Were you working, like a lot of people I know, great designers and stuff started, like, say, at Barney's or Bergdorf's. They were there. Oh, of course. They were in the store. It wasn't, there was no mm. social media. There was no Instagram. There were no PR agencies working it for you. you, you they, weren't, they weren't phoning it in. You had to be there. Were you at Bergdorf for the launch? Were you behind the counter? I was there for the launch, for the, you know, for the launch when we invited models and editors and, mm-hmm. you know, whoever Bergdorf invited. But no, I wasn't. I didn't go there to push my things because, number one, I had to make money still. My husband went yeah. back to law school. I had a baby. I, you know, I still had a freelance career. And I knew having a freelance makeup artistry career would get me in the magazines. So editors would call me and say, what's the trends for the season? I'd say, oh, the trends are nudes and healthy colors. And, you know, I didn't know what the trends were. It's just what I liked. So it became a thing. It was real. It was real. Technical deep diving. <laughs> right, exactly. And by part. the way, I made them trends. Exactly. You know, I made them trends. What better? So, like, the first day you, you sold out, then what? I mean, who did you call to get triple, double, quadruple your order? When, what do you have to do? Well, we thought we'd sell 100 the first month. We sold 100 the first day. Okay, so that's okay. That's great. We had a reorder, and that's fine. You know, I had a business partner. I didn't have to worry about those details. My husband was very involved. And and this other couple, we we you know joined a partnership. And from ten essentials, when did you know this is ninety one? When did you know? Let's say a year later, you went from zero to what? I don't remember the numbers, but I do remember that after we launched Bergdorf, you know they're in the same parent company as Neiman's. We then launched for Neiman's doors, so that was our next growth. And we added pencils, lip pencils. Then we added eyeshadows. Like, we were in Neiman Marcus before we had a full line. So this is what year? This is 91, 92, 93? Yeah, 92, 93. And by the way, I had my second baby. <laughs> I had a, you know, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. A, you know, I, it was, it's a blur. It's a blur. Wow, I just, I, I've really never seen something so fast. So in 1995, what happens to you? You're in Neiman, you're in Bergdorf. Bendel's. We were in Bendel's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in Thousand Counters, something mm-hmm. like that. 
and how it has happened because it's very unusual the deal you signed, the deal you inked with uh, right. SD Lauder. How did that come about, and why did you decide at that time? I don't know how old you were. You're probably in your early 30s, right? Yeah, I was about 34, I think. Yeah. Oh, my we goodness. We were about 34. I had two kids at the time. We were living in, you know, a house in Montclair. I was still commuting. We had, I don't even know how many employees, 10. And we had business partners that we started the company with. It was a very, very tough relationship. Really tough. I was miserable. I used to literally say to my husband at night, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he would say, just calm down. He said, let them win the battle because we're going to win the war. I had no idea what he talked, what he was. I'm like, all right. Well, that's really smart. So when Lauder came around, we got a phone call that Leonard Lauder wanted to meet me. And I went and met him. And you fall in love with the guy the second you meet him. And he said to me, what if I tell you I can grow your company? You could do exactly what you love and what you're good at. And we could do it all everything else. And you will have complete autonomy. I didn't know what autonomy was, but I'm like, okay, it sounded good. Now I know what it is. And he bought the company. And my husband and I and the two partners, you know, we, it was a perfect, you know, way for someone else to deal with the problems. So you got rid of your partners. Well, they got, Lauder decided it wasn't a good situation. You remained at Bobby Brown. Yes, and for 22 you, years. <laughs> 22. So did you have a good relationship with Estee Lauder? Uh, great. For most of the time, great. I mean, you know, just amazing. You know, but when by the time I left, I didn't have a great relationship. I wasn't happy. And, you know, I don't know that many founders that sell companies and stay. And you know what? Honestly, I am so far past all the angst and emotion. I've mm -hmm. dealt with so much of it. I am like the most joyous human being that I get to do what I love my way again. So, you know, I don't need to go backwards except appreciating how amazing my life is because of Leonard Lauder. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you had enough faith in the company. I'm wondering because, you know, a name for yourself and a name for me, it's all you have. You don't have anything else. You don't have... Well, I don't have my name. My, I sold my name. Were you able to go to the lab and say, no, 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 yes, 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 so that at least the product? Oh, yeah, 100%. I had, until the end, you know, until, until the very end, I was, in, I, I, look, I interviewed every person. I met every person that joined. You know, I didn't always win, but at least I, you know, was part of all the processes. Every product was out of me, every creative decision, every color naming, you know, yeah, I was involved in anything. And there, it was never a fight. How did you do this for 22 years? You don't have a business doctorate or anything like that. You got a degree in makeup and then you're running a, a billion dollar company. How, how does, how do you, what, how does that tell me that story? Because I think a lot of people would love to know that. Well, why I will say that I'm really smart is because I hire people or align with people that are really good at things that I'm not. And there's a lot of things I'm not good at, from HR to finance to negotiations. There's so many things I'm not good at, but I want to make sure the people that are doing that are aligned with me and, you know, will communicate with me. And my CFO 
used to come to me and say, Bobby, why are we doing this entire new category where all it's doing is taking away from what we have? And by the way, let me explain to you that one bronzer does a million dollars a year. I'm like, David, I'll come up with four new colors of bronzers and it won't be work and it won't be any, you know, we have the packaging. And that's the way I learned business is when people explain it to me in layman's terms. People are buying, they're ravenous when they're buying makeup. You just need to supply them with more and different and better and, and quicker and easier and more fun and trendier. Is, is that not the makeup business? That's the makeup business, but that's not what I believe it should be. So it, it, it's not all about what's new and what's different. It's about what works and what is pretty and interesting and cool, but it's almost like reinventing what it is and not trying to just jump on trends because it's a trend or right. jump on marketing things. And that was the big, you know, biggest issue when you're part of a big corporation, you had to do those things. And I often didn't want to. Well, it's, you, used to, you used to set the trend. Now you're being told by MBAs what the trend is going to be. And they're doing all these market research and study groups and all that stuff to determine what it is. And you did it by gut. And you did it by like, this is what right. is going to be cool. I have, this is what I see out there in the fashion world. This is what photo shoots are asking for. And this is what the looks are. These are the movies coming out. All that stuff matters. And by the way, the customers, you know, my customers would tell me what they want. My mother would tell me, my sisters, my girlfriends. So that was market research for me. So it wasn't just me doing it. So you sound, that's a very rare, I must say, even though it, it, you, it, you dissolved it or it dissolved at 22, 20, how many years was it? 22. 22 years is a shitload of time to be yeah. collaborating with someone who's already purchased your company and giving you the freedom. That's a very, seems like a very good relationship business-wise. I don't know many relationships that when you buy someone out, mostly they like, here you go, here's the check, ciao. And then they just, doesn't matter quality, they just get the check and they're gone. That's great that you had that kind of time to sort of incubate. But when Leonard, but when Leonard, when Leonard was in charge, he would come into my sales meetings when I would ask him to, to talk to everyone. And he would stand up there and he'd say, all right, you guys, if you want to be successful here, there's two words you have to know. And they'd all listen and he'd say, yes, Bobby. <laughs> like he understood me. He really understood me. You know, other people that follow didn't understand me. So, you know, and you know what, honestly, thank God I had all the experiences I've had because I have learned and grown so much that I could literally teach a business class at Stanford, you know, how you really, you know, what it is to work with corporate America and, you know, what you could be doing better in your own business. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. For our third course, I had to talk about lifestyle with Bobby including her ideas on beauty coming from the inside out. Skincare is fascinating to me because, you know, I buy all that stuff because it's so well marketed. And it's something that I, I mean, marketing, I love marketing. I must admit, I'm a junkie. I use marketing myself so much, but I do think that don't, is it true that products have gotten better? Is there things that actually do work now that are, that you didn't have access to? No, there's, there's so many, there's so much hype. Honestly, there's so much hype and there's, you know, what is a moisturizer? It's oil and water. Why do we need oil and water? Because we're dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Why are we dehydrated? Because we drank too much the night before. We're in the sun too much. We're getting older. You know, we're going through an illness. Like, it's lifestyle things. This is what I believe in. And every once in a while, I have to stop and say, okay, I'm eating the wrong foods right now. Let me have some more healthy fats and let me hydrate, you know, with water more my skin will look better. And then, you know, I'll throw some moisturizer on and I'm like, okay, I look so much better. 
There is nothing, you know, no expensive, no anything that's going to literally completely change you. So when I left Bobby Brown Cosmetics, October of 16, I left with a four and a half year non-compete, left on a 25 year non-compete. So I had no clue what I was going to do. I, I had my ninth book to promote called Beauty from the Inside Out, which started to tell my belief on, you know, what it is to be beautiful. So I had that. Then I got a call from QVC, said, what do you want to sell? I don't care. Just come on. And I said, the only thing I could think of is supplements and vitamins. So I put together this four-product line, and I went on QVC. I went on a couple times, and then I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I did the QVC thing. I'm done. I'm too old. I don't want to do it. And then I opened a direct-to-consumer site, so Evolution 18, to sell online, because that's the new way that we now sell and market. And then I got a call from Walmart to create these, you know, more affordable products, which I did. The products are not vitamins, but they are ways to supplement a healthy lifestyle. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a someone that likes to eat things. I don't like to take all the pills and everything, and I'm very curious. So the first product is a chocolate whey protein that has cinnamon and, you know, all these really good ingredients, has MCT oil for your brain, has, you know, fiber for your gut, all these great things fill you up. And so I could make a hot cocoa or a shake in the afternoon, go with my husband to the golf club or the lamb's club, which we often used to do, and have a drink and not eat the bread. Like, so it was all lifestyle. Then I have another product, which is a collagen vanilla shake, 60 calories, hyaluronic acid for your skin, magnesium to help your brain relax, and it takes away a sweet tooth. Really? So again, just kind of filling in these things. And now I've got a CBD gummy, which literally takes, you could tell I have an edge, it helps <laughs> me take the edge off. You know, I'm just, I'm as curious about health and wellness and bodies as I was about skincare and makeup. You mentioned food and exercise and right off the top you you said you wanted to exercise so what do you do to exercise and you know we're both we're around the same age and it's you know you're not 30 you can't go out drinking anymore come home and feel great and just get back up and do it again right but i can have i can have a tito's on the rocks with three olives or a tito's on the rocks with cucumber juice and um, ginger juice so that's my detox <laughs> i love right? the detox with vodka <laughs> Right. Oh. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, my my people drank vodka in Russia. It's it's you know. Listen, it's tonic was you know to beat scurvy. Tonic in the in eighteen hundreds was something that they gave everyone, but it was so awful. Tonic, the taste of it, they mixed it with London dry gin to make it palatable. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and it became yeah. a gin and tonic. I mean, that's where that came from. I think you're onto something there. That's the. We should bottle it I, I, I and am, put it in these giant so. bottles instead of water. You have a little, <laughs> little cucumber, vodka, and like you're just yeah. sipping it. I, people would buy it, Jeffrey. Of course they would. People of would buy it. Of course they would. And, and, my friend, and my friend Yogi Berra used to say to me, my doctor said, drink clear liquid. <laughs> so I am. So. <laughs> so food, what are you eating? Like every day you wake up. What am I eating? So I'm doing shakes in the morning. I put in like Zen basil seeds, which are like, 
a better chia seed. I put in frozen kale because I want to get greens in. I just started putting frozen avocado in. Oh, wow. Yeah, because of having fat. And it's too hard to know like when the avocado is exactly perfect. And I hate brown avocado. So I buy the, you know, Whole Foods, I buy the frozen. I put some frozen cherries in. I've been putting a little bit of peanut butter in because it just makes it taste better. Peanut butter makes anything taste better, honest to God. For our fourth and final course, Bobby shares priceless advice for the next generation of entrepreneurs and gives us a sneak peek of what she's working on next. I think you should definitely teach. You sound like you you are just begging and dying to give advice in the most heartfelt way. You must see a lot of young talent. And how do they, what do they say to you? And how, what advice would you give real young talent that really quite hasn't made a decision yet? To not worry about it. And you have to try a bunch of things to know what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to have a job that you hate. Like, go find a job that you're going to hate and realize that you don't want to do that anymore. Like, and don't be afraid. And the kids today are not afraid to quit and move on. Where, you know, in our generation, once you had this career, you were stuck there. So, you know, the kids now are not like that. But I do think everyone needs the experience to work in a structured environment and, you know, and don't be happy and just, you know, know that you could still do it and then go on to do something else. And it might take a few tries to figure out what you love. And, you know, I do happen to have, I would say, probably between 15 and 20 young girls that work for me now at Jones Road. And they bring such amazing things to the table. And, you know, I, I can't help it. I am always, you know, I'm not their mother, but I'm giving them this life career advice you know, and they think I'm cool and funny and they probably roll their eyes at me behind my back. But, you know, I'm learning from them and I'm teaching them. I always get shocked because I have the same sort of industry people that are with me that are young and I'm trying to advise them. And I'm always trying to advise them on something they don't want to be advised on is commerce. And like, you know, uh, and you're right, you got to find you want to do and you got to get fired. You got to you got to fail. You got to fail. But I say, yeah. But ultimately, you need to find a way to pay back whoever is loaning you money. You need to make money. You need to, commerce is the most, it's not the most important thing, but it's pretty damn close to setting yourself apart from everyone else so then you can do crazy shit, right? Right, 100%. That's why I waited on tables. No, I always tell people that because people always want to know, how do I start my own company? I'm like, don't quit your job. Do things on the side. It's called the side hustle. And by the way, you know how many smart people come to me with their business plans and their business plans and I go through the business plans and I'm like, where's the product? Oh, we haven't made it yet. I'm like, then how do you know that it's something someone wants? Because it's all, like the things that are such common sense is what brilliance is. And think about all your friends who are successful. They're not like brainiacs. They're not like, you know, the top of their business class. They're just normal guys that figured out, wow, this is really cool. And by the way, how did you think of those ice cubes in your iced coffee at Lamb's Club? I would go there every time just for that reason. 1987, I opened the restaurant called 44th of Royalton with Ian Schrager, Steve Rubell, and Jeffrey Chatterow. Wow. I made all these flavored teas that Steve really loved. No one was doing flavored teas. And then I, was, I had all this leftover teas and leftover coffees because we were doing two or three ty- types. And I, we were throwing it away. I'm like, wow, that's a waste. And I said, why don't we just like make 
iced tea cubes so that it doesn't dilute the iced tea. It was a total... Wow. I didn't want to throw any stuff away. And we ended up doing that. And it was such a great idea. And I swear to you, on my, on my life, to this day, I don't see anyone else doing it. I don't understand why. And it's just a way of keeping the beverage chill without, without throwing it. It was about not throwing it away. It was not like this genius right. idea. So that's how that idea came back. That's how ideas are born. And then, you know, you believe in it. That's how companies are successful. And amazing that we didn't even talk about the new beauty company, which is a clean beauty company, which is really what's taken over my my excitement in my life. Well, let's talk about it. I was going to ask you about what's next. Well, I launched Jones Road Beauty October 20th um, of this year, one week before the presidential elections. And you're going to probably say, why? Because that was the date my non-compete was up. <laughs> I launched it. And it was, you know, the worst time in this country, the most, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, like when everything was going on, I launched it. I launched it from, you know, my table on Zoom. And it's, we have absolutely exceeded our expectations. It's every month we launch something new. It's been the most fun, exciting thing for me. I am in charge again. I have this amazing young team of like hardworking, eager, excited to be at work people that come from New York City to come to Montclair to sit in the office. And no one complains, you know, they're, they're home a couple days, they're here a couple days. And it's just so interesting and invigorating and fun. And the products, well, they're fantastic because my whole philosophy at the beginning was how did it just look like yourself but better. And, you know, it was a billion-dollar brand when I left the brand. So you can imagine not every single product was something, you know, that I wanted to, to put out there. Now, my philosophy is that in order to look good, you just need the right things, and you want to look like you're not wearing makeup. You want to just to look fresh and healthy, and these products are all clean. There's no, there's no toxic ingredients, but they're easy, to, they're easy to use. Like we named the pencil the best brown pencil. Okay, it's the absolute best brown pencil I've ever used. We, we named an eyeshadow so pretty because you know what? We looked, we're like, oh, my God, that's so pretty. That's the name of it. So it's all this really fun, cool stuff that your daughters would love, your wife would love, your mother would love. And I'm teaching women how to just go back to being natural, healthy, beautiful beings. And, I'm, and, and the products are incredible. Where do you make it? We had to go to all new labs. There are these amazing labs in New Jersey, okay? I, in New Jersey, and literally one of our labs that makes this product for us called the Miracle Balm, it is a miracle. They literally had to put people on seven days a week. We've sold, we sold out like in three weeks. We thought we'd have enough for six months. They literally are now buying new machines and they're renting more space because I'm making more colors now and our business is growing. It's like, it's kind of cool, kind of interesting and really invigorating. I'm so happy to hear that. And it seems like from Bobby Brown back to Bobby Brown all over again, um, <laughs> yeah. 2.0 or maybe 4.0. Right. Something. I don't know what, but now I'm going to be thinking about our vodka detox that we're going to be selling. I'm telling you, yeah, there's something there. Could you imagine if we actually, like the two of our names went together and came out with a bottle? Vending machines too. I mean, <laughs> come on. I yeah. love vending machines. 
There's not enough good vending machines. Bobby, thank you so much for taking this time. Oh, my pleasure. It was delight. I mean, there's so much I didn't know about you and so much I knew about you, but I always love learning and I'm, I'm going to look up your husband and annoy him to play around. We'll connect and, and I need you on my podcast because I got to ask you the same questions. I am so curious. Do you have a memoir yet? <laughs> no, I'm working on it. Thank you very much for listening to Four Courses with Jeffrey Zakarian a production of iHeartRadio and Corner Table Entertainment. Four Courses is created by Jeffrey Zakarian, Margaret Zakarian, Jared Keller, and Tara Halper. Our executive producer is Christopher Hesiotis. Four Courses is produced by Jonathan Hawes Dressler. Our research is conducted by Jesslyn Shields. This episode was engineered by Molly Swanson and Bobby Brown and edited and mixed by Joe Tisdall. Our talent booking is by Pamela Bauer at Dogtown Talent. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.